This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Find it now wherever you access your favorite podcasts. Coming up in our whole week wrap with Daily Maverick today, a Russian frigate docks in Cape Town. What message does this send to the world? Exercise Musi, it is called. Musi means smoke in Setswana. This is much more actually than smoke and mirrors. And why are more than 1,350,000 grant recipients simply not getting paid? And some much-needed good news as we look at a comedian's guide to touring South Africa. What South Africans do in crisis, we laugh. Absolutely. (laughs) It is our best coping mechanism. That and so much more coming your way now. Welcome to another weekly news wrap with myself, Masaki Gana and Feriel. How are you today? Very good. Thank you, Masa. I'm in Cape Town where the wind is gusting. Ah, are you getting ready for budget? I am. Very, very interesting. And I am really looking forward to Finance Minister Inokodongwana outlining specifically what I'd like us to start with, which may sound like a green shoot because it's quite rare for us to start with good news, in fact. Yes. And the minister, we are expected that he will outline the incentivized tax break when it comes to solar. And this will outline how businesses and households will benefit from this tax incentive that was announced by President Cyril Ramaphosa in the State of the Nation address. I think this is incredible news, not only for the environment, not only for our dark country, but for businesses as well as individuals. Absolutely, Masa. I do think that that was the indication coming last week, both from the SARS Commissioner Ed Kisaveta and from President Cyril Ramaphosa. So it's going to be the most eagerly watched announcement by the finance minister. I also have a sense that tax collections are going to come in higher than expected. So I do hope that this week is going to be a good news week, Masa, because I don't know about you, but I read every single analyst last weekend. And for the first time in, I think, six State of the Nation addresses, I couldn't find one who had anything nice to say about the Sona last week. I did go on that wild goose chase. Yes. (laughs) I did not. Yeah, it wasn't flattering or complimentary to the president. But this is exactly what we expected because that is the state of our country right now. And I think President Ramaphosa himself will probably understand that because he painted a dire picture that we see and experience on a daily basis. Yeah, all eyes on the finance minister in the hat, Enoch Godongwana, to see if he can lift the national mood a little bit come the 22nd of February. And quite literally um, bring us some likes. Yes, that would be good. <laughs> because I think you'd almost immediately see comfort and also a little bit of help brought to people who are, um, like we've been saying for the past few weeks, installing solar panels at quite a rapid pace. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's everybody who's needing this, but it's still a matter of affordability. You know, just talking to the people around me, those who don't have inverters or solar panels installed yet, they're still complaining about the price and saying it's a little bit too costly at the moment. So hopefully we'll get some relief news on that front. Definitely. What I really want to talk about is that, you know, this month marks 
officially a year since Russia invaded Ukraine. Now, I remember it like it was yesterday when I was sitting at the Russian embassy and speaking to the press attaché, and he said, Alexandra, and he said, there is no imminent invasion and there is no imminent war. And literally four or five days after that interview, that is exactly what happened. Here we find ourselves a year later that Russia has invaded Ukraine. This war has literally turned the world upside down. Everyone in the world is feeling its effects. And of course, the people of Ukraine as well. But the South African government has been very clear from the beginning that they are going to take a neutral stance. And many have criticized our government to say that in taking a neutral stance, you've actually taken a pro stance to Russia. There is no neutrality in this kind of a war. And South Africa has remained quite steadfast in our approach to this, regardless of the international dismay or opposition parties also going against this and saying this shouldn't be the case. But now we've got the Russian frigate Admiral Goshkov on our shores. And as of this week, from the week of the 24th, which marks the anniversary of this war, this ship will be here during military exercises with China and Russia and South Africa. Exercise Musi, it is called. Musi means smoke in Sichuana. My uh, my colleague uh, Tim Cohen wrote a great column this week where he says that this is much more actually than smoke and mirrors because the deployment is much bigger, Masa, than we'd initially been told about, that in fact it's not just symbolic, it's quite a, a show of force um, by Russia and to a lesser extent by China on our shores and, and how deeply ironic and also tragic that this should happen um, in the week of the anniversary of, of what is not a world war in the ways that we've understood it, but one whose implications have certainly reverberated around the world. And I think the sentiment has also been that it just seems like a sort of a celebration instead of it being a condemnation of what's going on. I think that this puts paid to the notion that we've tried to peddle that we're neutral or non-aligned in this war. By having these war games, it totally does mean that we take a side in this. And I guess for many South Africans, if you look at any number of surveys, South Africans are, are generally against this war, although there is a disinformation group on social media, and, and I do believe they're a paid grouping um, who put out these very, very pro-Russian messages. On the whole, I've seen other surveys which shows that South Africans are opposed to the war in Ukraine, I suppose because of our historical stances and also because of the important role that peace has in South African political philosophy. I mean, there were similar exercises done before, I think as recent as 2019, but as we know, timing is everything. In 2019, we did not have this war. There was no direct war. There was always a threat of it, even back then. But now that it is here and it's going on right now and we're still continuing as if it's 2019, it's quite telling. And Masa, I was really interested to read my colleague Peter Fabricius's article. I don't know um, weaponry or war very well, but it does seem like Russia is going to test a missile, which it hasn't done before. So this is very much about the symbolism of power. And we see this as well as Russia escalates in order to 
position itself as the victor or as having the upper hand as this one-year anniversary of that war comes up. It's very sad that South Africa is a satellite of that positioning right now. And I mean, it's really caused tensions with other key trading partners as well, such as the US, the UK and the EU. It's almost as if the world is watching us with, you know, a raised eyebrow and we are carrying on merrily. It does seem like South Africa is not giving, well, the government at least is looking at that raised eyebrow and raising its one in return. I want to move on to a local story, a very fascinating piece in Daily Maverick about, you know, the 350 social relief of distress grant. There's about between 7.4 to 7.8 million people who are approved and qualify and should be benefiting from this 350 rand social grant. But it is reported by the Daily Maverick that only 85% are actually getting it. And every time I hear about the 350 social relief of distress grant, I always remember a story we did on Carte Blanche regarding, and we've done it many times before, the food basket and how expensive just the basic food basket is. And I always wonder with 350 rand, the 7.4 to 7.8 million people, how do they survive? What is the story here? When I saw those numbers, it really tells you about the state of need in our country. Um, I think the president said last week that there are uh, 25 million grants paid in the country now, which includes that social relief of uh, distress grant. And the fact that 350 rand is so in demand, we know how little that can buy of a weekly or monthly food basket. Um, it tells you something. So this is a story that we and Ground Up, our publishing partners, have been following very, very carefully. And what's happened here is that government has implemented the means test or who can get this grant very, very rigorously so that it means that people who would qualify are not getting it possibly because they're getting another grant um, or because they have more than one in a family of that grant. Many civil society organizations highly critical that it's cut out people who do fall within the, the social profile who should be paid those grants. So that's an important investigation to watch. Do we know some of the reasons why they're just not getting it outside of not qualifying or maybe other errors? Is it the Department of Social Development's own errors? Because from your article, I'm also finding that, you know, some of the reasons that were stated were cyber crime problems, verifying bank details, interrupted connections. I mean, things that you would think would have a systematic flow by now. You know, SASA doesn't really have have the best systems as we see. I don't know if you noticed, mm. but last month they couldn't pay through the post bank, for example, because of those um, hacking and cybercrime attempts. So it's probably caught in that, but I do know that they also lifted the test, the means test by which that grant was paid and then introduced various restrictions. I've been watching the work of Neil Coleman and his associates in really investigating that SRD. Obviously, they are pushing for a basic income to be paid to all South Africans and then clawed back via tax, which I think might be a better option. So you avoid all that bureaucratic wrangling that can cause these kind of tragic delays. Sure. We'll definitely be keeping our eye out on that investigation that you will be doing, teaming up with Ground Up. 
From innovation to inspiration, here are this week's green shoots to bring a smile to your face. It's a video that has us all cackling. Actor Temba Robin Behrens and musician Bauer Bosch's hilarious spoof proves South Africans really have the best sense of humor. Hi, I'm Johannes Berg. And I'm Nepo Sism. But you can call me Neps. Choosing a holiday destination is one of the most difficult decisions you as a first world privileged citizen has to make on a yearly basis. That's why we at SA Tourism are proud to share this list of reasons why South Africa should be your next holiday destination. I must say, before we got onto this recording, I was busy <laughs> laughing here because I had these two hilarious South African comedians and they skit um, Timba Robin and what they're doing is just hilarious. You know, what South Africans do in crisis, we laugh. Absolutely. We, <laughs> it is our best coping mechanism. And coming off the bat of what we saw, this debacle that you revealed with the SA Tourism Board, to try and promote uh, tourism in South Africa or to South Africa, and these two comedians have taken a spin of that and literally made me laugh my socks off. <laughs> I, I was, I mean, I, I loved watching it, but I do hope no tourists who are planning to come here <laughs> um, catch sight of it um, on social media. I must say, being in Cape Town at the moment, Master, it's been really interesting for me to see the numbers of tourists and I suppose just to listen to all the varied accents. So that has been a positive. As rescue and recovery efforts in Turkey and Syria continue, the internet has turned its attention to the four-legged heroes. Among them, our very own SAPS K9 unit. I do think the K9 unit who traveled to the earthquake zone was gift of the givers. Tinalia House and her dog Donna, they were so wonderful when they helped to find um, the 80-year-old victim who was rescued alive. Oh, and she had been trapped for six days. For me, it was in a tragic story, one of those heartwarming moments. And of course, we have seen the wonderful work that that K9 unit um, does in local disasters. And it was really heartwarming to see them doing the same great work in that earthquake zone. Now that is how you fly the South African flag, truly high and proud. SA Tourism, intense. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's been another fantastic weekly wrap. I am looking forward to a budget week. I am looking forward to the news that will unfold this week as well. Thank you. Enjoy it, Masa. Chat soon. Chat soon. Have a great one. You too. Bye. And that's a wrap. Join us again next week as we unpack more local and international headlines. Until then, give Carte Blanche and The Daily Maverick a like and follow on socials.